Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Hey, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I've got a guest here with me today that I think is going to be a lot of fun to have on the podcast. I think we're in for a fun conversation and I think you listeners are in for a fun time. Dennis McEntee, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Evan, I am super glad to be here, right? And listen, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. And so, you know, I, I, I think especially as uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, I think you kind of look out and go, hey, is this fun or is this not fun? And yep. if it's not fun, I think you got to kind of ask yourself, okay, should I really be doing this? Or should I just outsource it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, because I think there's, I think there's this hidden fallacy, um, especially with entrepreneurs is like, you got to be good at everything. Right. It's like, you got to know everything. And, and in the beginning, it's like, you do everything. Right. But you got to come to a point where it's like you start to outsource, you start to build a team, you start to do some of those things. And so I've just kind of come to the place in my life where, man, if it's not fun, I just don't want to do it. It's it's for somebody else to do. Exactly. And that's like, isn't that the whole point of being an entrepreneur? Right. You don't want to be an employee at a company doing work you hate. So instead, you become an entrepreneur, but then you end up still doing a bunch of work that you hate. So. well, the problem is, is that you give up one boss and then you get this other boss. And the problem with the other boss as an entrepreneur is you live with that boss all the time. That boss is always dogging you, even when you're laying, laying, watching TV at night on the couch with your wife and they're going, you know, you really should be like, you should have sent that email yesterday. You know, you should have did that. Right. And so you get that, uh, you know, sometimes the boss in your mind is a lot harder than actually like the physical boss. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, that's, you, you are your own worst critic and that, you know, branches into you are your own most annoying boss as an entrepreneur. It, it, it can <laughs> absolutely happen. So hopefully people are out there podcasting because it's also fun. It's not, you know, something arduous or, you know, not fun. Exactly. That's, that's why I do it. You know, I don't, I don't do something if it's not fun because if All I don't right. like doing it, even if I have to do it, it's just never going to get done. <laughs> I'm just well, right. procrastinating. Yeah, exactly. You think about like everything that you're procrastinating about are things that you don't like. And you know what I realized about procrastination is that I never have enough time to do all the things I don't like to do. No one does. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like there's a reason I'm procrastinating and just kind of own it. Right. And, and one, one great way to sort of delegate is ask yourself, like, what are the things you're procrastinating on? Right. And then make that the delegation. Exactly. And just, right. you know, funnel it down. So the only thing left for you to do is the things that you actually like doing. And that's people, you know, oh, I've got such a problem procrastinating. So they look at procrastinating just, you know, as the problem, whereas 
to solve procrastinating, I feel like you need to look at like, okay, well, what is it that you're procrastinating on? Probably something you just don't want to do. So is there any way you can not do it by, you know, outsourcing it to someone else? Sometimes you got to just bite the bull and do it. But I find that more often than not, you don't. Like there are other options, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like there's wisdom in your procrastination. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like there there's a reason why, and so get clear on the reason, and then you know just find a who, find somebody that can assist you. And I think with like you know technology and all the automations that there are in the world, it's typically like you can find an automation or you can find a person. And and almost like I, I've been on this journey where really kind of working on this. Is not even what we're talking about today, but we're just talking. Hell um, yeah. Well, right, yeah. It, you know, but just working on my procrastination and just thinking, okay, what am I procrastinating on? Okay, who can do that for me? And it has really changed my delegation. Right? That I love, I just, I really love the phrase, there's wisdom in procrastination. Because, yeah. I mean, other people, if you've ever, have you ever read The, the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? Oh my gosh, yes. I, I, I actually have all of my roundtable participants. We, we run a year-long mastermind program. And The Big Leap is actually one of the required reading for that program. <laughs> it's yeah, a great I, book. Right? And I think that, that uh, kind of ties into what we're talking about, right? Because the stuff you're procrastinating on most likely isn't in your zone of genius. But it is in someone else's. So find that person who's going to do it better and faster than you and who's going to actually enjoy doing it. Yeah, And I think that's the secret to really building great teams is the things that frustrate you or you procrastinate on are also things that like other people find fascinating. Right. So, right. so I have my assistant. She, she just loves my calendar. It's like Tetris to her. Totally frustrates me. Right. And my life changed when I delegated my calendar. Like I, you know, like I told you, Evan, it's like, I, I woke up today and it's like, I looked at my calendar. I'm like, cool. I'm talking to Evan. I don't even know. Where, I don't even know how I met Evan, but man, we're talking, I'm talking with Evan. There are beauty it was podcasting just, and assistance. Yeah. It was, it was just on my calendar. And so, you know, but other people, it's like maybe calendar is in your zone of genius. So you shouldn't delegate that. And so, you know, just kind of thinking through almost like, how do you continue to have your cake and eat it too, right? How do you continue to grow in joy and happiness? Because I think that's why we got into this thing to begin with, right? I want to do the things that make me happy. And then, and then if we're not, and then if we're not careful, it's like, have you ever found that you kind of live with the shoulds? Oh, I shouldn't this and I shouldn't that, right? And we just shit all over ourselves. We're always shitting. And it's like, you don't have, it's like. It, so I have I had a team member who said, "Well, you know, you're the business owner. It's like you you really should be looking at the PNL." I was like, "No, I don't have to. I find somebody else to help me with that." It's kind of like a trigger right. word for me almost. If someone tells me you should be doing something, I'm like, "Well, you know what? Now that is my top priority to outsource. I, I refuse to do this." <laughs> right? You're like every other entrepreneur I talk to. Right? It's like anytime I get into the shoulds, it's like I got mad. Because no. think about it, it's it's typically somebody else's obligation, but you're not committed to it, and then you dog yourself about it. It's it, it's a wicked, wicked little uh, you know story that. And it's a mindset phase. Like I feel like every entrepreneur goes through it at some point. I've luckily been able to get past it enough, so it's rarely something that's top of mind as far as shooting myself. 
Yeah. Right. But it's something that's always been there for entrepreneurs. And if I hear someone else say that to me, I'm like, no, I, I've yeah. stopped shooting myself and I'm not going to let you should on me because yeah. that's disgusting. I don't want that. <laughs> and so uh, whatever you yeah. told me that I should be doing, I'm just going to go ahead and say um, I should not be doing it. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to find somebody else to do it for me and do it better. Yeah. Well, that it, you know, that that's real wisdom right there. Right. When you kind of come to the point where you you don't have to do it all and you're not supposed to do it all. And then and then you almost lose like the freedom of being an entrepreneur. Right. So like Evan, like one of my goals are every year is we we work to take at least 150 days off every year. And we continue to increase the amount of revenue that we bring in. It's possible. It is totally possible. And people think but, it's not. People think yeah, it's only like if, if people think you only have to work more to make more, and that's not true in the world of entrepreneurship, honestly. No, because it's like you kind of cross the time and effort economy, and you go into like the relationship economy, yeah. where like a lot of like the revenue that you create is based on a relationship. And the funny thing is, is like a lot of the revenue becomes is not for like what you do, but it's like for who you are. What is just, a, it's a big, it, that's a big thought. And that's a topic for a totally different conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, this, oh, I definitely, uh, I'm, I'm very happy that you came on the podcast because the, these are all incredible insights that I wish uh, younger me could have, you know, been made aware of more closely. Like I wish he could be listening to this. I know me too, right? That, the problem with hindsight is it's like, it's hindsight. That's the problem. It's like, man, I wish I would have known that. My life would have looked different 20 years from now. Yeah. Right. No, no real regrets, though, because not knowing it and learning it is what got me to where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, good stuff, man. So, so what? So, now, so, so why do you do this podcast? Tell, like, I'm fascinated oh, yeah. to know, okay. like, what, it's all, what's it's the reason? Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's always fun when uh, guests throw a question back at me because I was, it's, I, I, I love it. But so on this podcast, Path to Podcast Success, I – so what my business is, right, for those who don't know, um, for new listeners and if you don't know as well because I know we only met uh, on this call today, uh, I, I edit and produce podcasts. I have a podcast production agency. and Love it. As you know, with uh, – you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to really – be clear and intentional about like what it is that you're good at and what it mm -hmm. is that you enjoy doing and how you can, you know, create a business and make a living off of that. Right. Yeah. And, and oh, that was always one of my biggest struggles. Right. Um, but I was always asking the wrong questions and we could dive more into that later as well. Cause you might have yeah. some thoughts on it too, but I eventually finally figured out that what I enjoy doing, what I love doing and what honestly, what I think I'm good at is mm -hmm. networking and connecting and building, you know, actual meaningful relationships with people. And right. I have used that to create a client-based business because, you know, I, yeah. I work with people very individually. Um, client-based business based on invitation and referral only. And I'm doing that by building relationships via my podcast without any expectations Right. And this is not, I'm not trying to manipulate you into buying anything from me or sending your people my way to buy something from me. It's something that I do this without any expectations. I do this to highlight you and what you're doing. And which is funny because I'm talking about what I'm doing, but I do that and um, I be of service to people I talk to. 
And uh, I found that it, you know, it comes back around. And so uh, that is kind of the long answer as far as why I started this podcast. Um, the kind of short answer too is that I had the my business since I was in high school and I've been doing it for a few years and I realized I was telling everyone else how great podcasts were, but I didn't have one. <laughs> okay. There you so, go. Yeah. And you know, I love like, you know, your mindset because it really is an abundance mindset. Right. And it's, it's not this scarcity, but what can I get? What can I, but it's almost like, you know, what can I give? Yeah. How the can Go I Giver serve? by Bob Berg is a huge inspiration of mine. Oh, it's, you know what? It's one of my favorite books. In fact, you yeah. know, now that you remind me, I've, I've got a, a mastermind meeting that I'm running on Friday and I think I'm going to recommend that book. It it's, is an old, my, it's an oldie, but a goodie. Yes. It is my, honestly, like the big leap is up there too. But I say if I had to pick like a number one, just kind of, I guess, book that would be like the inspiration for how I do business. It yeah. would be uh, the go-giver. For yeah. Because sure. you always reap what you sow. You might not necessarily reap where you sow. But you and it might always, take a while. Right. But, but, you're, but you're always going to reap and it's always going to come back to you. So, exactly. you know, just, just having that mindset and really like looking out into the world, and like having that faith, that's like, it really makes all the difference. And, and, you know, Evan, what I've realized is that you can feel that in people, right? It's like people can like say those words, but it's like, there's just something like inside that you're yeah, just yeah. like, mm, yeah, that you're saying the right thing, but you just don't it's feel It's difficult it. to describe it, you know, and I've always been worried about coming across like I'm trying to get something like I'm a go-getter. Right. And, but people have, but uh, people have assured me that they, they kind of feel that in me, you know, and I feel that in you as well, which is why I think we are having a good conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, I only want to connect with, you know, people that have an abundance mindset and um, give first, you know, one of my goals in every relationship is to be the biggest giver. And the, the cool thing is, is that it puts me in some really, really big circles and people open doors and opportunities. I'm like, man, I'm out. Try- I'm trying to outgive this guy, but man, he is really given a lot. Man, he's really up the game. But it's really a fun way to live. It's like you come into relationships and go, okay, what can I give? What can I serve? How can I be a blessing? What can I do to help this person? And and it's even really enjoyable when you go, hey, I don't even want anything in return. Right? It's like, hey, if that happens, awesome. I love it, but I'm not here to try to win business. I'm I'm just here to be a blessing. I'm here yeah. just to serve. And it, God just works it out. It comes back to you. It's it's fascinating. It's a great life. It is. I have experimented with all the different traditional types of marketing, and yeah, this is the only like method of business growth growth that I have found that feels truly cool. good and genuine to me. Right? Yeah. Like I wake up excited to get on the podcast and talk to new people. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. So man. tell me, so this, and this is typically my first question, right? Okay. Um, yes. The answer is yes. Did. Okay. Next question. Great. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. So as I mentioned a few times, I like to be able to highlight my guests and showcase what it is that they're doing. So for those, and uh, you know, just for context for the listeners that don't know, um, go ahead and tell us in your own words, uh, what is it that you do? So we have a leadership training and publishing company, um, mostly focused on healthcare, financial services, and um, specific groups of entrepreneurs. And so uh, a lot of our business is uh, keynote talks. 
So we've offered, authored quite a few books. Um, we do a lot of keynote talks and, and workshops, but our real passion are really running what we call leadership roundtables, which are small groups of eight to 10 leaders that meet with us here. We're in Greenville, South Carolina. And so I think Greenville is a fantastic city. Come to, come to visit, don't come to stay, but come on in and visit <laughs> and uh, meet with That's us. That's how I feel too. Yeah, well, now, where are, you from, where are you at? Sacramento, California. Sacramento, yeah, I don't so feel we've already got plenty of people. Yeah, I, I, but I don't feel that way about Sacramento. I always want to leave. No, I'm just teasing, <laughs> especially if you're from Sacramento. It's like I just offended all the people from California right there. But um, it, it, but that's really uh, we we run a lot of uh, roundtable groups uh, that are that are fascinating and fun, and then we help entrepreneurs uh, write books and uh, create their content. Perfect. So that's a, that's a short, long answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And have, uh, have you always been doing this? Have you been an entrepreneur for your you know, uh, whole, like, you know, adult so, life? Or? Well, so I started out in um, pastoral ministry Okay. and uh, for about five years in Florida, uh, spent about 10 years living in um, Eastern Europe. And uh, came back to the came back to the states in 2004. Didn't know what the heck I was going to do, but knew I could speak pretty well and did pretty good in front of stages. And uh, you know, just like I almost like just like everybody's journey a little bit. It's like you have sort of these divine like open doors. And so I just had a bank out of the blue call me and ask me about doing leadership training for their branch managers, and went out and did that. And I was like, wow, I really love this. And about five or six years later at a healthcare company, same kind of thing, just a guy that I had met at, a, at an event, call me and say, hey, I'd love for you to come up and just spend some time with my healthcare administrators. And so I, I think every time that a door opens, it's usually done through like the bridge of a relationship. And so my, my life has kind of just been just walking through different doors that different relationships have, have created for me. Right. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, Hey, how do you do what you do? Or how do you, I, I don't even know how to tell you to get to where I am. It's just been kind of the door to relationships and, uh, and then really focusing in on kind of zone of genius, right? There's, it, I, I do a couple things super, super well. Um, other things I'm mediocre and there's a lot of things I do really bad. So just really, really focusing on, Hey, this, these are the two or three, three things I do really well. And just creating a life that, gosh, that's all I want to do. Right. And I feel like there's, it's, it sounds easy to, you know, be able to create these relationships and then walk through the doors that they open for you. But it's, it takes a certain mindfulness and willing to put in the work because it does take some work. I mean, you have to, have to put yourself in the position to, you know, have that relationship be a possibility. And then you have yeah. to put in work into the relationship. You have to right, give to them, which does take effort, right, to be of service yeah. to them. And then, if the if if an opportunity does come, you have to have the ability and the sight to be able to see that and take advantage of it. Yeah, and, you know, and I and I think you know, part of it. That. Yeah, and I think part of it, Evan, is like really working on becoming a big person. You know, cause a lot of people, it's like, they set these big goals, like I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But you first have to step back and go, okay, what kind of person do I need to become in order to do those type of things? And I think that's a great 
conversation for entrepreneurs to kind of get into to go, okay, like I want to grow my business by 10x. Well, to grow by 10x, what kind of person do I need to become? And that's where I really focus is that instead of setting like these different revenue goals, it's like, okay, I want to 10x this. Well, what kind of person do I need to become? And then really work on becoming that person. And, you know, because what you do flows out of who you are. And there's, and especially like in the, you know, in the information marketing sort of transformational space that we're all kind of most podcasters listen to, right? It's like, we're, we have these goals and, but I, I really like the idea of like, who, who do I need to become? Cause if I can become that person, I'm going to do the big things. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. True. And I think that you have described an interesting thought that I've had before, but haven't really put the words to, and that. It's good to have big goals. Big goals are good. However, yeah. having, but it's kind of, there are different kind of, you know, ways you can have those goals be spelled out. I think most people, when it comes to business growth, they, they have, they say things like, well, if I'm going to, I want to 10x my revenue. So I'm going to do this, this, and this, and these tasks. And, and, you know, having actionable steps are great. But I feel like something even more valuable than that is instead of focusing on those like kind of business strategies and tactics. You focus on just who you are as a person and how you can, you know, serve others and more kind of broad concepts that people don't think that that is business or people don't see that and say we can make money from that. Right. But yeah, I think that is what really leads to the success. Well, and you think about it, I mean, business is just people doing transactions. Yeah. That's all it is. Right. And if you have a company, like at the core, that company, the word company means people sharing bread. And so think about it, it's like business and company, and those are very relational terms. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 they really are. And so, you know, in, in people, people do business with people that, that they like, right? If you, anybody's in, I don't want to hang out with irritating people. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're working on a couple of JV uh, partnerships in, um, in a particular healthcare space that we, we've got a lot of traction in. And these particular consultants, the first question I asked when they were kind of coming to us is, do I like these people? Right. Would, what, do I want to go out and have drinks with them? Right. Would, would I enjoy just like, you know, going out and just being around them? Because if, if I answer no, and it's just all about the money, I'm, I'm just not interested you know, cause, cause I can always get more money, but I, but it's hard to sometimes just go get more relationships. So, you know, just, I just, I don't know. We're just talking. I hope this is helpful. <laughs> I, think I don't even is. know where we're going. Is this helpful? I think I'm it is. I think fun. it is. Okay. I, th- I think it highlights, it highlights the importance of relationships, which is not often the most important thing to a lot of business owners that I've seen and met and something you said that really stuck with me was that i mean all business is is people doing transactions right and the most important part of that is the people because yeah. without the people you can't do the transactions so all the other business kind of you know bullshit that happens in the background yeah that's okay that's great you have to have your business processes sorted out but it all comes down to the relationships between the people so, yeah because if i don't have customers i don't have clients those are people right if i don't have a team that's people I mean, it really, it, it really, like I've discovered that the most successful business owners that I hang out with, they really are great people developers. They, they really are. And, and the best entrepreneurs that I, that I, now I'm sure there's a lot of other different ones, but the ones that I hang out with, 
it's like they really care about their people. And it's never necessarily about the revenue. It's all about, okay, we're going to grow because I got to make more opportunity for these people underneath me because they want to make more money. They want to do this. They want to, you know, they want to take over the world. So gosh, we got to grow. Right. So, so in one of, you know, in one of our groups, a particular builder that's in our group that his question was, was like, you know, well, should I grow? And I says, well, here's the deal. It's like, you got 30 employees right now. I said, if you don't grow over the next five years, those 30 employees, some of them, they're going to leave because they're going to go, okay, well, we're not growing. There's no, you know, you know, I want to make more money. I want to go do these, there, I have these different visions for my life. And if I can't see it happen through this business, then I'm going to go somewhere else. So it almost becomes sometimes like you're mandated to grow just to create more opportunities for people. Yeah, no, true. And that's, it's, it's a big motivator for business too, right? If you have a team or if you're starting to bring on a team, it's like, well, those are people whose livelihoods are dependent on the growth of your business and the growth of your business is dependent on you. And so, you know, if you keep growing it, then that not only impacts your life in a very positive way, but their lives as well. That's yeah. And it, it just, it, it, t- it takes a, it takes a big responsibility, right? When, when I realized that, um, it, you know, I've got a lot of families dependent on us and on the business and, you know, it's, it's a big responsibility. So the, the higher you go, the more responsibility you have to take on. Yes, very much. So. I, I mean, the rewards are better, but the responsibility is higher. Exactly. Right. It's like they just, it just kind of comes together. It so. goes with each other. Yeah, exactly. It does. Very, very, very true. Very true. So I wanted to shift gears a little bit and ask you about your podcast more specifically. So you have this business, you're doing incredible things. You've got your team, you've got your people, you've got your relationships. How does your podcast fit into all of that? Well, so I do my podcast with my wife. She is my lovely co-host and a, a, a couple things that we that we use our podcast for and we're very strategic with it is so we look out at the content that we want to create. So we're working on a couple books. And so our books come out of the podcast. So I can do one pod, one 30 minute podcast and it become all of our social media. It can become three blog posts. It can become two emails from one 30 minute podcast. And in, in, we have a publishing company. And what I realized is that I'm a speaker, but I'm not a writer. I'm an author, but I'm not a writer. All of the content is ours. It comes out of our heart, out of our brain, but I don't have to be the one to write it. So I'm a better speaker really than I am a writer. And so all of our podcasts are transcribed And so a big reason that we do the podcast is to pull the content out of us so that it can be repurposed. So in in a little bit, it's like, cause I don't have any problem. Like we're, we're inundated with, with business right now. I've got some teams of great coaches and we've just got some really awesome clients. And so I don't necessarily go out and go, okay, we're going to use the podcast to market and really blow this up. No, we're kind of using the podcast to serve people, create the content, and yeah, by chance, it actually does some marketing for us, and that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that is yeah, one of the reasons I love podcasting as well, because I am much better here speaking yeah. than I am with 
writing and things of that nature. And I actually am a pretty good writer, but it's more just like, I like doing this more, frankly. And so this is what I'm doing more. Yeah. Because if I, if I go out like and look at a piece, a blank piece of paper, Evan, I could still be looking at it for 30, 30 minutes to an hour later going, what the heck do I write? Right. But, but Evan, if you've got a couple of questions for me, I can talk about those questions and things come out of me as I'm talking almost like, wow, I never thought about that before. You know, a, a game changer that has sort of happened also for in our workshops and my keynote talks is we record everything. Everything gets recorded and everything gets transcribed. And then it just becomes pieces of books and content. We're, we're working on a, a devotional for leaders right now. And it is basically coming out of the podcast. Right. And we strategically said, hey, these are the 52 episodes we're going to do. Very strategic. It's going to be a devotional a year from now. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Yeah, that is incredible. And so have you noticed then a growth in your business as a result, as a result of your podcast? Like, has it been a powerful tool for, you know, for business growth? Yeah, because we use it for creating content and then that right, content right. generates revenue. Um, it has grown the list a little bit. But um, maybe we're not as savvy as some other people that you have, you know, on, there, there's a really cool, there's a lot of cool, you know, things that people are doing with their podcast. Um, but because we're using it for content, right, I, I can do a year's worth of, of podcasting, create a devotional, and that devotional will probably make six figures. Right. Yeah. And so, I think that's the power of a podcast. You know, it's not like, it's not just direct money from sponsorships or whatever. It's what it can do for the business, which then goes and makes the money. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I'm a big fan of create it once and sell it multiple times. Right. It's like, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to take 52 weeks. We're going to write a devotional, you know, by speaking on the podcast. And then we're going to sell that over and over and over and over. Yeah. And so, you know, in that way, it's really, you know, it's really been helpful. And, you know, Evan, what I love about podcasting is like, man, there are so many ways to do this thing, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm sure you've had a lot of guests on here with like a lot of different strategies and you do this, you can do this. And so I think there's a couple of things. What, what I love about our businesses, sort of this transformational business that we're all in, um, what I love about it and what I hate about it, same thing. Right. What I love about it is there's a million ways to do it. What's frustrating about it is like there's a million ways to do it. <laughs> right. And a lot of times when people come to you go, okay, well, how do you do it? How do you? And then and then you go, okay, well, I'm gonna go do that same thing. Well, if you don't have the same gifts and the same abilities and the same mindset and the same, you know, environment and the same passion and the same, there's so many other things than just the how-tos. And, and think about this, Evan, this is a fascinating idea, okay? If how-tos were enough, okay, if all you ever needed were how-tos, we would all be skinny, rich, and happy, right? Isn't that true? Yeah. It's yeah. true, right? Like how many diet books are there in the world, right? There's, there's millions of diet books. It's, and it's not really rocket science, right? It's like eat less, yeah, no. exercise more, right? Yeah. But, but what's my problem? I want to eat ice cream. Exactly. Right? It is not logical. It, and I think, I think a lot of times if you're not honest with what are the emotional challenges and emotional constraints that you have to navigate through, you're never going to grow. Because it's like every level you go has a price tag attached to it. There's a pain element that you've got to, you know, that you've got to kind of carry. It's like, I'll, I'll never forget the, our, 
our, one of our first employees. And then the revenue was low that month. And we paid that, we paid that team member and my wife and I took a pay cut and I'm like, Hey, 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 this is not so fun, right? I'm doing all this work and then I'm taking a pay cut. But it was like, it was part of that pain that I had to grow through to kind of get to that next level. Yeah. And so here's a, here's a great question, Evan, I think for people to kind of always ask themselves is, you know, we talk about going to these next levels, right? It's like, I want to grow with this. I want to 10 exit. Well, are you willing to pay the price to sit at that place? Right. It's like, I always ask myself, okay, what's the price tag to sit at that place? And if I'm not willing to pay the price tag, then I just stop talking about it. You know, it, I, I'll never forget. And I don't remember the exact story, but somebody came to Liberace, you know, Liberace was playing the piano and they said, oh my gosh, I would give my life to play the piano like you. And he was just playing. He looked at him. He said, I did. And just kept playing. Right. But you think about it, it's like Liberace, like, you know, he didn't like wake up one day and become Liberace. Yeah. Right. It's like he gave his entire life to be able to like play the piano. And so I think that's a, that's a great question for entrepreneurs to ask, like, Hey, are you willing to pay the price? And a lot of times it's not necessarily the hard work price, but it's really more the emotional price that's that you have to pay. Yeah. Cause it's challenging. Oh yeah. And for the, for entrepreneurs, that price tag is something a bit more creative than just like money. You know, like there's more to it. There's time, there is money, there's effort. There's ingenuity. There's like, you know, you have to be able to do a lot of different things and sacrifice a lot of different things to make business work to the level that, you know, you want. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's all there. It's just, it, it's fascinating. And, and what, it, so what I love about it is that everybody does it different. Sometimes what frustrates me about it is that hmm, it's all different. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think just kind of finding your way, you know, your zone of genius, your unique ability, whatever we want oh, to yeah. call it, and just really just kind of working with that. Exactly. We could talk for hours about all of these types of things. I mean, that's, uh, it's definitely been an incredible conversation thus far. And, uh, but I want to make sure to respect your time and the time of our listeners. Um, so Dennis, thank you for coming on the podcast, but I did want to give you a moment to tell us, I, I know I heard a rumor that you have some exciting stuff in the works and you're working on some cool stuff. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now and uh, how we can all get involved. Yeah. So I think the thing that would bless the, the bless, you know, everybody, the best that we have right now is we have something right now running called the five day focus leader challenge. So if you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed. I'm, I'm so busy. Just, I just can't really get focused. I'm just running around the chicken with my head cut off go to www.dramafreeresults.com and you just enter your email and you will get for the next five days, five quick videos, five quick trips, tips designed specifically for how to get out of overwhelm, like what to do when you have too much on your to-do list. How do you delegate in a super efficient, effective, quick way that really gets results? So if you feel like you're an overwhelm, you need some help, that's the best way we can help you, dramafreeresults.com. It's the Focused Leader 5-Day Challenge. Perfect. That is some incredible value. And I encourage any listeners to take them up on this and check it out. Otherwise, is there any anywhere else uh, people can find you, anywhere you'd like to send people? Uh, I mean, if you go to a leadership dev group, that's leadershipdevgroup.com. 
um, you'll find all of the resources and digital products, books, and um, different workshops that are on there that uh, you can take advantage of. So anything I can do to serve the audience, that's what I want to do. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Dennis, for coming on the podcast, sharing these valuable resources and sharing your incredible insights. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.